0: Welcome to the Eagle Eye Podcast, the number one show to bring you all things Club America in English. Your hosts for today, Ivan Pineda, Christian Rosendo, and everyone's
1: favorite cowboy, Dylan Jimenez. Let's start the show. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Eagle Eye Podcast. Welcome to our lady Aguila section here as we're going to be talking everything that happened in the Clásico Nacional and that 2-1 victory over Guadalajara and then of course we're going to be breaking down everything you need to know ahead of the game against Pachuca where our ladies will finally be ending the regular season and looking forward into the Liga. but before I get carried away let me introduce as always today's co-host it is Brooklyn's very own AJ. AJ. How is New York my friend?
0: I'm doing good. Thank you. I'm pretty excited to talk about this um, recap against Gwas Feminine and the upcoming match against Pachuca Feminine.
1: Definitely, most definitely. And we're not alone today, as you guys can see on your screen. And if anyone reading the title of today's episode, will see that we are joined by a very special guest. It is a Liga Mekis feminine expert and someone who has been headlining a lot of the Liga Mekis English community recently from all the great work that she's been doing. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome back to the podcast, none other than Miss Amelia Lopez. Amy, how are you? What's up, Ivan? What's up, AJ? Happy to be on a
2: pod with AJ. I've seen all his great work. Speaking of Liga MX, feminine people, oh, yeah. you guys are definitely up there. Um, so excited to be able to talk about this game, um, everything that's gone on. We might, yes, we might get a slight introduction or er, interruption from one of the children. Don't know which one. Um, they're having my version of pathetic parent dinner right now so that when they finish, um they might just come in here and party. <laughs> in. So this is a live. I haven't done a live in a long time with the Mexican soccer show since we switched to audio, but that's what happens sometimes. So just going to preface it with
1: with we might be. Well, it should it should be some good fun. I know we had uh, some surprise guests last week when we had uh, Melissa on here. So that was definitely fun. So who knows? We'll see. Maybe we get a good surprise feature from uh, from one of your kids today as well, which I'm sure the audience will definitely enjoy that. But okay, we are here to talk America Feminine. We're talking Lady Aguilas. We're going to be breaking down that uh, amazing 2-1 victory over Chivas in the Clásico Nacional. And let's just kind of start off there before we jump anywhere else. AJ, talk to me more about this game. We came into this one very skeptical. We came into this one a little bit hesitant. And let's face it, we didn't have our ladies backing. We didn't really back our ladies to get the victory. Yet, they did. They shut us up. And now we're here celebrating those three points.
0: Yeah, no. I'm just really happy for them to just, you know, prove us wrong, shut us out all the negative stuff that we were talking about last week. So I'm just kind of happy that... They went out there and gave it their 110% and got the victory, which I'm pretty happy just to see. I was screaming on the top of my lungs. when I saw Dani score two goals in two minutes. I was just even yelling to my mom, like, Dani, God bless her soul. I'm happy that she's in my team. So just know it's just really good, and it's a confidence booster for this team because we really need this victory, considering that we haven't beat any team that are going to be in the Ligia. So just to see that we got a win against our biggest rivals in this season and to prove to that we get bragging rights is just amazing.
1: Definitely. It was um, was definitely a crazy game. And we'll talk a little bit more about the ups and downs because America did have to hold their own for quite a bit because Chivas did look dangerous. But Amy, talk to me. How did you come away from this game? I know you didn't back um, the America Feminine and and I saw your prediction on uh, Telemundo Deportes and you were giving this one to Chivas. What surprised you the most out of this game?
2: Honestly, I think it was the mental hurdle that Chivas just never seemed to overcome. Um obviously uh America winning was the the biggest surprise, right? But this season has had really surprising Classicos or top five surprise uh, results, right? We thought that um, Rayadas at the at the at their peak of of this season was going to be Chivas, and then here comes Chivas and beats them. Atlas against Chivas with that whole Licha Revenge tour, and then Atlas comes and beats them. Yes. Rayadas versus Tigres this past weekend as well with the Clásico Regio Femenil um, going and beating Tigres. So it, it seemed to be in that pattern. Um, you didn't expect it. You were still surprised with it. Um, obviously Chivas was without, uh, people that were out their leader, uh, Jorge Mejia, he now has been tested positive for COVID. They were without Lichas Cervantes. Um, but I think what surprised me the most in a really great way for America is that even when they got those two goals, which we're definitely going to get into, um, Chivas had like no response. Like America just seemed to close it down. Leo Cuellar just knew what to tell his team, uh, his team to do after they got to t- the two goals. So I think it was that it was that tenacity, um, to be able to close the game down and get the victory. Um, in a way that we've we've seen time and time again, they, they struggle with. They don't seem to close out games really well. You've seen even the smallest of teams, whether it's a Necaxa, you know, a San Luis, kind of be able to concede goals. Um, but this was a good game, especially as we head into the end of the season um, for them to get that victory. And like uh, AJ was saying, the bragging rights, it's a classical. So now, you know, they get the bragging
1: rights once again. Definitely. Huge bragging rights. And I know the ladies definitely did a nice little video in the Estadio uh, Guadalajara where well they yelled out <laughs> and in victory but uh, I, I think you touched upon something very important which we'll get into a little bit is the way that Cuellar managed this game and I think AJ for once we're gonna have to give the manager props for what he put out on the field and how he managed his team which we'll get into in just a little bit but um very important that these ladies got this victory because we mentioned it Previously on on our preview podcast is that at the end of the day, America needed to build and get some momentum coming into Liga. Two games remaining in the season now, only one is left, and this is a pretty good launching point. So if we do get a second victory against Pachuca, then you know we'll kind of put ourselves in a more favorable position. Not I'm not talking about a you know in the table, um, but I'm t- talking more about team morale and 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 team fitness and all that stuff coming into Liga because we know what Liga is basically at the end of the day is who's in better shape, who's in better form, and that usually ends up, you know, pushing you a little bit further than any other team. So we'll get into that in just a little bit, but let's talk more about this game, and let's talk about the opening minutes of this match because it was quite the nervy start for America, AJ. It looked like Ichivas had more than one or two chances to get themselves an early goal, but, you know... America took their punches, and they were able to then get something on the counter. But before we get to the goal that Dani Espinosa eventually gets from the penalty spot, talk to me a little bit more about this nervy start for America.
0: Just no, but like before we even get to that, at first that, it did get an early shot off, which I thought, okay, this is a good start. But then from there, it just seemed like they got themselves a bit too gone to want to see what Chivas wanted to do, which Chivas then immediately respond by having players just go... Right up front, getting into the box and just go having a shot. There were some unfortunate moments for Chiu, which I have to say to them, they had an open opportunity which they could have scored a goal way early on compared to what they did in the 78th minute. But just like it was just scary. The defense seemed like they looked quite distracted because you know, this is a back, this is a back forward that we usually don't have. You know, there's no Jimena Rios, there's no Justin Orhead playing. So we have Selena Valera and Marcela Valera playing. In this case, so it's been a while since... Well, from Marcella, it's been a while she's just played as a defender. And then Selena Valera, she's playing in a spot that she's not usually accustomed to. But just seeing like how they were just letting Chivas just enter the box and just gain shots, it was worrisome Um, just seeing it. But luckily, Masary did come in huge with some quality saves at her part. So r- props to her for coming up big and preventing those goals from happening. But just, no, just it was just, war- it was just scary just to see that um, GSM was just getting shots early on against America Feminine. Yeah,
2: not yeah and I'll even piggyback like, off of that, ahead, AJ. Um, you know, there was a, part I don't know if it was like 10 minutes in or 12 minutes in where uh, I think Chivas Femenil got a got a corner kick and it was like an open ch- nobody was there for Chivas Femenil, but it was like the defense was so spread out that there was just like this perfect open opportunity that if somebody was there that would have been a goal and that's something that she uh, that America has definitely you know suffered from from the defense they just keep they, they seem to keep an open an open space they, keep, they seem to give open opportunities to opponents um that I tweeted out you know if they keep leaving those open chances, Chivas Feminine is eventually going to execute them. But sure enough, they were able to get the PK. And like I said earlier, you know, Chivas wasn't able to respond. Um, but you did think early on, like, okay, here's where that worry for, um, a chi- you know, a Chivas victory is coming in because of all those early moments where they seem to be grabbing some momentum.
0: Oh yeah. No, no doubt about it Because earlier on in the season, and from just from last season, when America played against teams like Toluca and Pumas, In those same moments when a corner or a set piece is given, it seemed like the defense just scattered at times. Like they're just looking behind their goalies, like, is they are they gonna get it? And then when they happen to see the ball end up in the back of the net, the goalies either then gonna get frustrated, just looking at her defense, like where's the help that happened last time? JD at like in this case with JD at times, she would be she would overextend a bit too much while Heidi Gonzalez she would just stay put, but not like telling her defense cover these spots up or anything like that. So, no, I get where you're um, coming from, Maybe Just no doubt. Like, when I did see those set pieces, I was worried because defense, like, just scattered. and It looked as if, like, they weren't, like, commuting can complete. But luckily, no one was there for Chivas to execute it and get a shot on target.
1: So let's 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 talk just briefly more a little bit about this defense because you mentioned it AJ it was quite the uh, peculiar defense not something that we've definitely seen a lot throughout this season of course unfortunately injuries have continued to plague this team and well we had to do with what we had and I I, I don't know about you AJ but um uh it it just it it seemed like this defense was either going to click or it was just going to be a, a shambles of 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 a mess, which I'm glad that it wasn't the latter. It was the former. And, and and they definitely, definitely came out and proved the point that, hey, we may not be the starters, but we can definitely get the job done. Although there was a bit of, you know, there's a moment in transition where if you're not used to playing with each other, obviously you're going to leave gaps. Sometimes the communication isn't there. But Amy, do you think that uh, the ghost of Nico Castillo that haunted Chivas feminine definitely weighed in on the, the morale and the mentality that eventually led to America finding those spaces and finding those opportunities to get them on the counter.
2: I mean, we, I was talking about this before we started recording, you know, there was, or even earlier, you know, there is, there was that mental hurdle that Chivas came in. Obviously they probably got the news way before media gets it or before they're announcing the starting lineups. Right. But uh, you know, to. Hear that your star, uh, one of your star players that delivers tons of goals is not going to be playing, probably hurt them a lot. To hear, you know, Chorio Mejia is, you know, has a fever and then sure enough now he tests positive for COVID, that has to be a mental hurdle that goes into it, that definitely factors into this. And, um, I would say, I would say it's it's kind of comforting, you uh, know, really, really not because I have this, I think I have this like, like power to either jinx things or like bring things together. So I'm going to try to say this without trying to insult Chivas in any shape, way or form, but it's just nice when the curse doesn't feel like it's hitting America anymore. Not that I oh, want anything yeah. bad to happen to Chivas from Anil, but it's just nice when, you know, the curse is not ever hitting America, well, even though it technically still is, but
1: yeah. It still is, but it, it's, it's it's lifting. It, it definitely is lifting. The Olympia is working. We just got to keep going at it, guys. Whatever you guys are doing, keep it up. Um, but yeah, this, um, this is definitely showed a lot of mental strength from our ladies in that aspect that, hey, look, the opponent was on top of you, on top of you, but you got through that wave. And then when you needed to look towards someone, your captain is usually the place you go. And Did she deliver? I mean, you just mentioned it, AJ. I mean, thankfully, Danny was playing for us in this game. And boy, does she love playing against Guadalajara. I mean, she just stacks up goal after goal whenever she does end up playing against Chivas. And today, and that match was no different. I mentioned it on the podcast, AJ. If there would be a penalty, and we all came to an agreement that there would be. I just never thought that it was going to come for us.
0: So <laughs> how did you how,
1: First of all I'm gonna ask this To the both of you Did you feel that It was a penalty Um, Go a- a- Anyone
0: You yes. go first Amy
2: Yes And then yes To the other penalty That should have been a penalty So I'm I'm, I'm, I'm loving am leveling out the playing field If this is a penalty The other one's a penalty So yes I, I did think it was a PK For a second When they showed the replay I thought that it was Outside the box But as you finish it, As the play finishes up She's definitely inside the box So that's a That's a PK for me
0: yeah, no, I felt that was a PK for me too, just because she was um the Chief of Us Um Feminine Defender was pulling back Danny's arm and I'm just like, oh that's gonna be and then I I was thinking like, oh wait, a freak is gonna be given or like it's not happening before, and then when they call up I was like, penalty, penalty, okay, that's fine, I'll take it. Wonderful. Yes, this is what I need.
1: Which two things I'll point out. First of all, the how quickly everyone got into place. Like they just showed one review and she was ready to take the penalty. I was like, wow, you guys move fast. <laughs> like no one was arguing with the referee. It was just like, okay, the calls are calling her and they were ready to take the penalty. I was like, this is, this is way too fast. And two though, I, um, I don't want to take any merit away from what America was already doing before that penalty. I think you started seeing America trying to hold the ball a little bit more, trying to say, okay, we're, we're taking our punches, but we definitely have to, you know, just, find a way to get back into Chiba's own half. And we definitely did. So Um I think, you know, we saw a little bit of nervy moments in, in uh, Blanca Felix, you know, and, and I think that America had to take advantage of that. And I think they definitely did. We'll talk about the second goal in just a second, but it, it it paid dividends that America kept looking for an outlet. And sure enough, it came through something that I've noticed a lot this season for America is that over the ball, uh trying to get into the back of the uh of of the opposing defender and just either get uh whether it's Cassandra, Marlene or Dani to utilize their speed and try to beat that defense and try to get that one on one with the goalkeeper uh and it worked this time we got the penalty and like we mentioned Dani goes up takes the step and converts the penalty calm cool as collected as you like and uh, I don't think there was in no one's mind that that was not going to go in you just kind of saw yeah it's Danny it's against Shivas, and I'm pretty sure this is going to have to go in so um, I don't know did you guys feel that America merited the goal at the moment
2: I think it was a surprise to see America score first uh, first of all, I think that was in and of itself surprising, right? We weren't seeing Chivas really have any additional moments after the fact, um, you know, leading up to that PK where it was like, you know, when is Chivas going to score? I think that was more the question for this classical, right? And starting the game, like when is Chivas going to score? And is there going to be a response for when Chivas is able to score? So when you get this PK... Obviously, PKs are always kind of a surprise, right? Like, oh, now, you know, like you said, as soon as the PK was called, I don't think you ever doubted that Danny was going to miss it. So then it's like, okay, now America's going to have the upper hand. This is at the Akron, this is against Chivas, you know, second in the league. Um, so you were always kind of wondering that. Look at that. You want to say hi? <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Okay, hey. Okay. <laughs> Close
1: the door, please. In a second, close the door.
2: <laughs> there we go. We got our cameo. So I don't think you were ever in doubt, but I do think that um, I think it was just a surprise that America scored first and then had the lead uh, like right then and there.
1: Definitely. AJ, when America does end up getting the lead, I think the one thing that crossed many of our minds was, can they hold the lead? Right. We knew and we talked about how important a early goal would be for America. Granted, it wasn't as early as we expected it to be, but it was still pretty, you know, in, in a pretty good stage of the first half where America now had control of, Okay, how do we go in and about making sure that we control this game and go about and making sure that we can hopefully double our lead or at least keep the advantage that we have up to about the end of the half? How did you feel that America definitely did this right?
0: Yeah, no. Just they knew as soon as they scored that first goal, it wasn't a case where it's like we can sit back now, relax. No, this is your biggest route. You need to continue scoring at some. You need to build up a comfortable lead to make sure that Chivas had no response, which is exactly what happened. Two minutes later, Blanca Felix makes a huge goalkeeping mistake, gives the ball right to Daniel Espinosa, slots into the back of the net, and then Blanca Felix just looked behind, it's just like, I cannot believe I just do it, and just. Everyone on that team just looked completely lost, or just like what's happening? The penalty, I feel like it's one of those cases, the penalty happened just right there, and the penalty kick was just taken. No one was gonna argue. It's like, okay, let's play it, see what's gonna happen. If they score, they score. Let's see what we can do. They miss, okay. Now we can capitalize on that. The penalty score, they're like, okay, let's see what we can do. Then mention it again two minutes later, America family is scoring. They're like, okay, we're completely lost. And then we see everyone. On the America Feminist side, everyone just went to go hug Dani, which is exactly what this team need, The team morale boost. We even saw it at the Mascherelli just celebrating, pulling her hands up on my guests. This is exactly what we need. Hannah Gutierrez, she had the happiest face in the world just hugging Dani, just Ellen seven, which is exactly what they want. So even Cuellar, we got the scene where he looks usually calm and collected after a second goal, but against a team like Chivas, your, your biggest rivals, he's like, this is exactly what we need. So I feel like America did a great job in capitalizing and building up the league, which is exactly what they needed to do. And I feel like that's what, on everyone's mind, it was when America family scored the first goal in this match. Oh,
1: well, yeah, definitely, definitely. Amy, Well, coming into this game, we talked about, well, at least something that we talked about on, on the podcast was that uh, we were gonna see a great goalkeeper matchup, and uh, I think maybe we jinxed a little bit because we didn't really get to see that unfortunately., uh, How surprised were you that an experienced goalkeeper like Felix would make the mistake that she made that Danny obviously ended up capitalizing. But even before that mistake, you saw her spilling a couple of balls here and there. some very routine kind of you know catches weren't really going her way how did How do you explain something like that? Do you think the moment got to her? I mean, she's played these games before
2: yeah i think it was just you know we like we keep saying like classicos hit differently right and then maybe it was the, the the classical hitting differently in just like unexplainable ways um maybe it was the news that they had just received that you know she wasn't properly digesting um i know that she you know chivas fans were kind of saying like micro infarts and as an inside joke um but yeah when i started seeing her before that goal came that pk was called or no sorry before that second goal that danny scored um happened she you you just said it she was like there was ball slipping out of her hands and you know she wasn't uh, maintaining possession all that much um it's it's like alfaro said after the game you know as a goalkeeper you just have those days i think as a player in general you just have those days um they're already kind of a mental block i think you know we don't know what she was thinking but that could definitely be um a factor um i just lay it out to yeah it's one of those days i think chivas overall is kind of like that last match right it just hit them and it hit them hard and it's now a learning experience to go from there um, but since this, is, uh, since this is an America Feminine podcast, we have to give credit to Maciarelli for the performance that she gave, because even with Chivas kind of losing their marbles and not really having any type of foreign possession or response, Masia was able to get some really good saves from this game. And she, she's, able to, she's been able to kind of prove the performances day, uh, game in and game out um, as being, you know, taking over like Heidi's position. She's been doing a fantastic job.
1: Definitely, although I, I I I I'm being a little bit nitpicky here and she should have definitely should have blocked that goal. And we'll talk a little bit more about oh, it in a little bit. Oh, she, man. She, she definitely oh. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. She, <laughs> she, she Ivan she has we have to the Leo XM
2: scrimmage. We have the Leo MxM scrimmage. I I need somebody to score a goal like that on you so that you could be like I, I okay. could block that. I could be like, no, I'm not going
1: no. it. <laughs> I want, I want that game to be documented so that <laughs> if I make that same mistake, I can be, I can be uh, duly punished for it. Uh, well. We're gonna, on,
0: so we're, we're we're gonna, gonna look at Ivan. Where Tom saved that. What are you doing? <laughs> like, okay, I mean, well, got
2: he, the W. Like, she must took the L. Like, at least give them that golazo. Like, it was good. Like, it was, it was a good shake, shot.
1: But it. my, my thing with that is that it's not i was gonna put on his keeper
2: head and be like well you guys you know
1: as a keeper yes like, it, it, it is and and i promise you i promise you i promise you that anatta master is looking back at that and she's having the same critiques as i'm having towards her because she's she just looks like she's I mean, that type of perfection i mean
2: yes she's the keeper of course she's gonna look at that and be like dang like maybe i could have gotten that but yeah, She but gets a hand to it. Hopefully she has Hopefully she has a non-Ivan friend that's like, nah, dude, like nobody to say that. <laughs> Girl, yeah,
0: I'm, I'm that friend. No, Dom. It's fine. You try. You got the gold star for effort. Nah, nah, that was a good best. goal. You and, gotta get a familiar
2: Sanchez. She's a quality player. And it's not yeah, the first It was time a good that shot.
1: Yeah, no, it, it, it was a good shot. I just feel like Renato Massarelli got there, and she just maybe needed to have a little bit of stronger wrist. But I'm not taking any away, anything away from her performance. Dad, why no can't we show.
0: make you happy? <laughs> there's Cordova, and now there's Masarelli now. oh, <laughs> it was, It's Thank a goalkeeper. You. That's going to be worse now because this man plays goalkeeper too. <laughs> why no, am I
2: not no. enough for you, Dad? <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> no I'm just I'm hey I'm just saying that's how I looked at it and I even tweeted it out but I'm not taking I away need anything everybody from
2: who's listening to this pod or listening to this live broadcast go practice your free kicks if you're part of the X community <laughs> I need somebody to score this goal on Ivan <laughs>
1: <laughs> I will. I will be ready. I will definitely be ready. But no. Yes, it, it was a good goal. But I said, yeah, I have my little nuances on that. On what my could have done better, but nothing to take away from that. And it's funny though because if anyone was to have kind of um, a slip up or nerves, it probably would have. You would have put your money on Renata because obviously, first clasico. You know, she she hasn't really experienced this kind of pressure before, and now she came up to the moment big, and I really drew truly. truly Think that speaks highly of her, and while I'm a big uh, JD fan myself, I do think that we are seeing America's number one for the foreseeable future because I just don't see how Renata gets taken down after the phenomenal, phenomenal uh, season she's been having. And to be honest, um. It's, it's, it's just amazing. It, it truly warms my heart because I, I love seeing goalkeepers thrive, you know, especially when you're coming off the bench and, and you've kind of been in the shadow of one, uh, to be given this chance and taking it really, really says a lot about the person and a lot about the professionalism. But before this turns into Renata Massarelli's show, which I'm more than happy to convert it into, with, let's finish talking America versus Chivas because America ends up closing the, the half very well, very strongly. Um, I, I think America definitely kept Insisting, they definitely kept uh stepping into Chivas's halves. And I think you mentioned it, Amy, right? I think that meant uh that, that, that mentality that they weren't able to get over that that hurdle in the first half really paid dividends for America to keep them kind of pressed into their own box and saying, you know, we're gonna have as much as possession. I, I would see Chivas' passes sometimes not really fully connected. America took advantage of that. I'm I'm a little bit disappointed that we didn't walk away with another goal because I think that definitely would have one, sealed the game right off the bat. And two, it it just would have made it for a much more comfortable second half and where maybe you could have tried to do things a little bit differently. But ultimately, how did you think America closed the first half?
2: I think, yeah, I think I I agree with everything that you just said. I think that they did well. I think they came out of it really confident. Um, And I think likewise, we've kind of been saying or that I keep repeating, I think that, you know, Chivas was also just kind of like, you know, wow, we're we're losing at home. What are we going to do now? Um, so I think it was a really, I think it was a really strong performance in the first half. I think Leo must have talked to them going into the second half, and then perfectly executed it against a really fragile Chivas.
1: Definitely, AJ. What did you, um, what do you think Lear, uh, Leo Cuellar's uh, message at the halftime break was for these ladies? What did you think that he talked to them? What What did you see out in that second half that you were like, you know what, Leo? Leo did Leo talk to them perfectly to execute whatever it is that he wanted to do.
0: Yeah, no, I think what he must've said was out of all the, have all the things that has happened to us, we come here to our rival team, and we're here to prove that no matter what obstacle you throw at us, we can do anything. You put the heart and effort, you're 110% in you and score goals. You can do anything, which it's just amazing. Just I feel like we are as well. is just kind of just telling, let's keep this thing going. We're up 2-0 at the half. Now let's build on to this lead. Don't give any breathing room for Chivas or me to do anything to us. He must have said he just must have given everyone props because everyone was doing a great job. And he wants to, and he's probably saying to them as well, to continue this. Let's not... Try to let's not try to make too many mistakes. We can have a mistake here and there, but we need to recover from it immediately. Which I feel like that's what we were doing. Just to, for his defense, um, just keep clearing the ball, prevent that Chivas Germany player from even trying to get a shot on us. Then midfielders find your find your um, players. You see any open space? Give the through ball, give across, and into the forwards. You have an open shot, take that shot if you think you can do it. Go for it! Don't have, don't think, don't have any second thoughts. You want to take the shot? Go for it. Which I feel like that's the team what they were doing at the second half.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Um, Amy, do you think kind of the idea for Leo the second the second half was let's invite Chivas to try to do something and let's try to get them on the break? Because I feel like América was definitely just saying, "Look, Chivas, you can have all the ball you want in the second half." We're just going to stay as close, as tight as possible. And we're just going to try to just get you on the break.
2: Yeah, I think when, you, I think you're surprised by that. You're not surprised in a bad way. You're just surprised in a good way that you have that 2-0 lead. And then you're like, it's about maintaining it, right? And like AJ saying... Um, I think not in a bad way. Right. But this has been such an inconsistent season that these are not your starting players. Right. You're missing some injured players from this from the side. So I think you add that as an extra boost to these players. Like, look, you're beating one of the top teams in the league, you know, and he he has said in in many press conferences, like I'm just trying to teach them um, to be confident with our inconsistencies, to realize that we can still manage it, even if we don't have our top form. Um, so I think you you factor that in, and then you you know you tell them, yes, okay, now we've had the lead, let's maintain it. Um, look at how well you're doing, keep going at it, you know, because I, I have to give credit. Um, to Jenna Gutierrez, I think she was one of the standouts for me this game. I, I think in terms of like that closing up and just getting on the counters, I think that she was one of the people that executed it very well. I think Rosada was another player in the back that once they kind of figured out not to be so jumbled up. I mean, again, we keep saying Chivas just couldn't connect the way that they're used to. we're, we're used to seeing them throughout the season. I think Losada was doing really well. At breaking up that in the back. So I, I think that, yeah, you go into this and you tell these players that once you have everybody in their fit form, aside from Maciarelli, because we're saying, you know, she's definitely going to stay there forever. But for some of these players that maybe will be put back on the bench and you be given, you know, not be given as much time, you're telling them, look what you're capable of doing. And now let's just go ahead and close it out, which is something that he said at the postgame press conference, too. We did. We did just that. We closed it out. And now my players know that we can do that much more, um, even in the circumstances that we're in.
1: No, definitely. I, I completely agree with you. And I think, AJ, like we mentioned, we got to give Cuellar credit to this because I know that we've sit here and we've talked maybe, what, 15 episodes in and we've always had something to say about Cuellar, whether it's the substitutions, whether it's the formation, whether it's something. Even even in that uh, amazing win against Mazatlan, we still had something uh, picky to say about Cuellar. Yet in this one, I think we definitely have to give praise to him because he definitely... Definitely uh, lined his players up to say, okay, this is how we're going to play. It wasn't pretty. The second half was not pretty at all for America, but it was effective. And I think that's the one thing we take away from this is that, okay, Coyar knew that sometimes in order to walk away with the victory here, you have to play a little bit ugly. You have to play a little bit scrappy. Sometimes you got to get physical and you got to get into their, in their face. And that's exactly what America Feminine did. Um, I mean, you just saw players, and, and I know Amy just mentioned Hannah, and that's someone who I mentioned last episode. I need her to step up. I need her to have a big game. She did that. I mean, su- I was super pleased, super, super well. It, she played the whole 90 minutes, if I'm not mistaken, right?
0: hmm Yep, she played the full 90 minutes in that match.
1: Played the full 90 minutes, and she looked very well throughout the whole 90. Well-rounded game, um, and, and it was just overall a really, really satisfying second half in, in the tactical perspective, right? If you're looking at it just as a fan... It was a little bit just like, why are we giving them the ball so much? And why are they doing a lot of, you know, why are they taking a lot of chances against us? But um, we rode the wave and props to Coyard. I mean, AJ, I don't even think it was like, what, maybe this close to the 80th minute. We still yet to make a substitution. But I was fine with that because I felt like if you made one, then you disrupted the kind of harmony that was on that pitch. And it it showed true testament to these ladies' um, athleticism to be able to endure just that much high intensity, that much high pressure, and to be able to withstand all of it and be like 80, 85 minutes in and be like, you know what? We could still go for another 20 minutes if I needed to.
0: Yeah, no, no doubt about it. Even with the substitutions that Guerrero didn't make, they were good substitutions. Like, yeah, Marlene Campa coming up for Diana Casas, which on a really good day when she's not injured, she is deadly. Daniel Monse Hernandez out coming for Justin Oregel. So you had a six-foot defender that she had to worry about. So if you're trying to cross, it's like you're not going to do anything. You have to just have a a through ball or a low low ground ball if you're going to do something. And then towards the end, we just get defensive while we take Daniel Espinosa out. For Zuma Hernandez. So we were just adding more defense to the point where Chivas going to do anything. And I felt like all these players really they were doing good. Yes. In the second half, Chivas were getting more of opportunities, but the defense, like Selena Valera, and Agabi, Marcela Valera, Monica Rodriguez, they were just on point. I think it was a point where Marcela pretty much cleared the ball away from a cheese just shook her head at it. It's like, no, don't try that at me. It's just, that's what you like to see. Just this defense was just not allowing anything. And and you have to keep in mind, the only time she was scored, that was on a set piece. That was not any point in play where you're having players run. And then just, and then just either do a cross or a through ball to any of their players. It's just really props to them for all these players. And as you mentioned as well, I mean Amy just Ana Gutierrez, like I had doubts, but maybe I feel like in this position where she wasn't playing as a winger where you're not required to cross the ball go on one on ones or cut in you're a part of that midfield where you're setting up that where you're setting up passes have a corner here and there, but for the most part, I feel like Ana Gutierrez was really comfortable and just to see her play a full ninety minutes, which I think I haven't seen in a while from her this season now I think all seen. That goes to show, and she's probably then saying to her, uh, to her critics like, "I'm here to play the full ninety. I can do what you asked me to do from Cuyar, whoever it is. I can prove it onto the page and give my hundred and ten percent and do the best I can to help my team get the victory."
1: Definitely, Amy.
2: Anything to add? Was that a PK? I know we won.
0: We mm, might have no. leveled
2: it. Oh, that's a real confident. No, it's
1: a real confident. I, I, don't, I, I don't. You think I don't if there think was, was, was bar, bar. it would have been a PK? I think there would have been checked, but I don't think it would have been a PK. No. On Maybe.
0: the on the on the oh the last one on the la on the last um. The Virgil uh, Sanchez
1: f- play, yeah.
0: Ooh, like I looked at that video. I thought at first it seemed like. The player was throwing herself over just because Gas was in the way. But then at the same time, I look at, like, Goss's, like, foot, like, right behind. And she did this shove. I was like, I might have to admit that should be a penalty. And if Barr was a thing, that was going to be a penalty. But, because, you know, it's not in there. But in all honesty, I feel like, yeah, that was a penalty. Just, we got away with it.
2: I know people kept, like, focusing on the foot. I don't think the foot aspect of it is a PK. I think that it's kind of, like, the it's the arm movement. It feels like there's, like, a slight tug. Um that could have been misconstrued as a PK. I think it would like I, I wouldn't have been upset with the review of a hypothetical var um, checking it and then deciding either way. But I think that this is one of those plays that needs far, but we don't have it, so
1: there's no point in talking about it. <laughs> yeah. And I mean how many countless uh you know calls have uh, would have been bar in this season, right? If if we would have had it so. I mean, we'll see. Hopefully one day it gets implemented, but I know that that is a discussion for another day um, because it is quite quite the long discussion. But uh, yeah, for me, I mean, I, I don't know. It, it definitely gets checked if there is VAR, but I, I, I feel like it's a little soft to call. But that's on me. You know, everyone can defer to their own opinion. But um, yeah, granted, at the end of the day, America walks away with all three points. And I mean, obviously we... Um, I, I did want to say this, though. Uh, were you guys surprised that it was as physical as it got? I mean, it got heated, very heated at, at one point.
0: <laughs> I want to talk about that. Yeah, no, I expected that. Like, when Selena Valera got, I think, into the argument one of the cheers players, and Norma Pala Fox, I'm like, oh, it's on. Like, even Selena and Norma, like, they weren't backing off. They were like, if you're going to tussle, we're going to tussle right now. To the point that everyone on both teams just got right in. And the ref is like, okay. We need to stop this. and I felt like from there, there were training fouls left and right. I was like, "This is what I have to see. This is what a classical is." Thankfully, no fights actually happened. Like no, like nothing physical happened. But just like I expected, this completely. It's a, it's a clásico. It's a game for bragging rights, three points. So at this, seeing everything happen, happened, yeah, no, I was surprised that it got that it got physical in this match.
2: And I think I'm sure you guys noticed it, but I think in terms of. Um, one of the bigger, I guess, like overarching themes leading into this weekend was like, is the Classico Nacional as significant as, cl- as the Clásico regio Feminino? Take that for whatever you will. Right. I I know at the beginning, people were saying, you know, this quality for this America Chivas game is like miles away from Tigres Rayadas what we saw, you know, uh, on Saturday and stuff. And then to see that scuffle and people being like, oh, yeah, here's the classical. I think that I think that helped with kind of alleviating that that argument. Um, I won't say my opinion about it, but, you know, it, it did add to that whole like, you know, if you guys are missing a classical feeling or you feel like there's no. There's no classical aspect to it. Like here's here's what you got. Of course, like AJ says, glad that it didn't escalate to something more, but it 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 showed like that intensity that we felt was going to be in it in this game, especially with America up. You know, I think that that was definitely a factor into why they they got even more into each other's faces.
1: Definitely, long are the days where America and Chivas would get into fights in like in the 1980s, but. Uh, It was good to see the intensity. It was good to see the physicality. I feel like that was one of Koyar's messages to the ladies. Be like, do not be afraid to get physical. Do not be afraid to go on those 50-50s with everything you got. I will say this. If I'm going up against Marlene Kampa, I do not want her to be on the opposition side. My goodness. She looks like she can definitely, definitely do some damage. So I'm just like, I'm so glad you're on my team. And uh, I'm glad that you are doing what you're doing great. But she is, uh, yeah. She, she definitely would scare me if I'm playing against her. Um, but it was overall a really, really good game. I just want one last quick take from you guys before we jump on into the Pachuca game because I know we have to preview that game. But what, besides the obvious, Dani Espinosa and Renata Mascherelli, who is your st- standout player uh, from this game, AJ?
0: Standout player? Hmm.
1: And you can't say Hannah because we've said Hanna already
0: can I say Mascherelli, then? No, I just said you, oh can't, use, you can't use Danny, we can't oh, use Mascherelli, Monica, and you can't use Hannah. Monica, Monica, Rodriguez, just throughout that entire game, like I mentioned last on the podcast, despite her being a right back, she would just go right up. It's just like it's like Johnson as well. When you see her as a center back, she would just you would just see her in midfield. Even at some point, just going at the fourth spot, just want to take a shot. But no, with Monica Rodriguez, she just. Out there just having like the time of her life, she was giving passes to everyone across those, even a point that she could have actually scored, which I almost screamed and then jumped right out of my seat. But then when she hit the short pass, I'm like so close, but yet yeah, so far. But no, Monica Rodriguez, she pushed from time to time again to why she is one of the elite players in this league, one of the best right back. if not. Maybe this is just um, uh, me like a mega She may be the best right back in the league. And I'd say she's one of the faces of the Liga MX feminine.
1: Okay. Interesting. She did have a really good game, though. I'm not going to lie. Amy, your standout player.
2: I'm going to go with Selena Valera because she didn't back down.
1: And she you're not letting not. me pick
2: anybody else. So I'm going with Valera.
1: <laughs> oh, come on. Everyone else had a pretty good game. I mean, I definitely liked um, uh, Monse. My goodness. that number makes you sure can't pick you know, if you're gonna give us rules, I'm giving you rules, so you can't pick Montes. is like, <laughs> okay, course, okay. Have a great game. I, I will, and then I will take my my, my Valera. Oh my goodness, her defending <laughs> is very her her defending is seems very old school. Like it, like it's very physical. Like like even when she like when you're running at her, it, it feel like she pierces your soul when she just looks at you. She's like, come at me. Like I'm I'm gonna go. Toe to toe with you, you will either get through me, uh, cleanly or with a foul, but either way, I'm, I'm, I'm taking that ball away from you. So it, uh, it it was a, it was nice to see someone with such physicality in the back line, um, which is something that Jocelyn does bring, but of course she wasn't in this game. So the fact that Valera came in and, and did that role very well, um, Really, really speaks highly of her. But those are our takeaway players from that. Obviously, we've mentioned the uh, the other players that had a really, really good game. And uh, yeah, America gets the three points, bragging rights, and hopefully looking into something uh, very good for the Ligia in the upcoming uh, Guardianes 2020. But before we jump on into our next segment, just want to read this out. The true Clásico is the friends we've made along the way. Come on, Ivan. Even we like Renata, man. All right. Melissa is right. Shout She's out to Melissa. She is. I'm trying, <laughs> I'm trying to, to be as nice as
2: possible that... during this classical recap, Mel. Don't get mad at me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> She's been pulling her punches. She definitely has. Um, but yeah, uh, one side note thing. I feel like it's always said, um, and I don't know if it's true, but it probably is. But some of the best goalkeepers to ever play have come from Guadalajara. And I'm just going to leave it at that. Because time after time, some of the great goalkeepers that have, uh, you know, played in this league have been from uh, Guadalajara, whether it's women or men. So we'll uh, take that with what you want. But let's move on into our next segment, which is the preview. America versus Pachuca. It is the last game of the season for our ladies. It is the end of the Guardianes 2020 regular season. Before we jump into the league before we go ahead, AJ, any update, any news in and around Coapa that we should know ahead of this game?
0: Um. So, yeah. So, as we mentioned before, Justin did came. Justin Orhead. she did came back early. She got to play in this match against Shields in which she came in in the 83rd minute, if I'm not mistaken, so that's good things to see. Jennifer Munoz, she was on the bench, but despite her not playing, good to see that was there. Um Veronica Perez, she did put on Twitter that um that she was happy for the win. She's happy to see everyone tomorrow, which is today tomorrow is today. So it means she's pretty much coming back. And I assume Jimena Rios would come back too because she would be silent for four weeks. The same time that Veronica Perez will be out. So I'd assume she'd be come back as well. And um, shout-out to Ana Gabi Gabi for making her 100th appearance with America Feminine. So really proud for her. A day-one player since playing in the 2017 Copa MX Feminine, playing every single game, and just really happy to see her make her 100th appearance. The other really, which is really sad, so um, America Feminine um, defender, Elisa Santos, she had her bikes stolen earlier this week in which she then went to Instagram to express how she really felt. And she was just completely heartbroken to how someone would just steal a bike and saying it's her only way of transportation to get training every day. But there's a happy end to this story. Corona Football, the Twitter account, did happen to reach out to Elisa Santos and tell her that we will arrange something for you, which I'd assume at the end of the day, I think she might be getting her bicycle back, if not a very new bike. So just really happy to see that um, for Elisa Santos.
1: Definitely, well, that's a really nice ending to this, so hopefully um hopefully they get her like a nice new shiny bicycle with like a nice little corona tag on it, something you know, but uh no, yeah, definitely, um great update news, thank you a j and uh one last comment here uh she was uh Melissa, has said it's okay, Amy, I won't burn the stuff i have I haven't mailed you just yet (laughs) shout out to melissa for all the great work that she has been doing on her side so we were to talk america pachuca so this is definitely going to be the last game of the regular season for america and we talked upon it in just a little bit before we started recording And it seems that we're kind of all in the same boat uh, in regards as to what America should do for this game. And it's not risk any of your injured players whatsoever. Go out with the same starting 11 that you just did, which pays a little bit of dividends to the fact that you just gave, you just came off a really big, huge win against Chivas. And now if you give them the same, you give out the same lineup and you give them this game, then it just pays more kind of, I guess, Respect to what they were able to do and say, you know what, you did such a good job, you're going to keep your starting spot, you know? So we'll see what happens. But AJ, talk to me about this possible starting 11 that we may see against Pachuca. And do you think that this is the right move for Coyard to make, not to risk any of our big names?
0: Yeah, no, for the lineup, I'm actually going to have it the same way as before, but in case anyone did not know who starts. So at goalkeeper, we have Renata Macheri starting our back. Force to be consisted of Selena Valera at the left back position. Two center gonna be Marcela Valera and Agabi. Our right back's gonna be Monica Rodriguez. Our midfield is gonna be consistent of two CMs. Those are Eva Gonzalez and cascuevas On left mid, you're gonna have Moncela Hernandez on right mid, you're gonna have Ana Gutiérrez, and your two forts up front are going to be Daniela Espinosa and Marlene Campa. And to say that if is making the right move, I think he is. This lineup worked well against Chivas and I feel this should, line should hopefully work the same way against Pachuca family because we're having some of our big names come back for the Ligue 1, but I wouldn't want to risk it into this game because if we look into the stayings, I are in fifth place and they can't really move any further or below from where they're currently at. So at this point, it's just stick with the same starting 11, see what they can do because at this point we're trying to build momentum and confidence because as you mentioned before, In previous podcasts, Ivan, in the Ligia, it's all about confidence. Whichever team is going into this match prepared by having a lot of confidence and good morale, they're gonna be the team coming out with the victory at the end of the day, which I feel like with this kind of with this lineup, it's a perfect way to start it.
1: Definitely. Amy momentum, we know is important and crucial for the Ligia and giving these ladies a good run-up after that great result against Chivas is definitely probably the right thing for Koyar to do. But do you think that Maybe not giving some of the game time to maybe your more starters like Jen Munoz, like Jocelyn Orejel, is gonna maybe deprive them a little bit in the Liguilla.
2: <laughs> I- I think so. I think it's like we were talking about before we started recording. You know, this game isn't, I think this game is for glory rather than anything wow. else. You know, they're four points behind uh, Atlas, so they're not going to go anywhere. They're going to get higher. They're seven points ahead of Pumas, so Pumas is not going to get anywhere. So they're stuck in fifth place. Um, like Leo said at the end of the game, we want to be a fifth place team that nobody wants to play against. And I think if you allow the players that started against Chivas to build on that momentum and gain that much confidence, you're kind of creating depth in confidence, maybe not technically, because you are missing that. I think you were saying that, Ivan, right? You're losing that rhythm. You don't have that rhythm without your start, your key start players. Um, but, but if you add more depth to that confidence, you you yourself are going to feel more secure about the fact that, let's say, fingers crossed, nothing happens to your starters when you finally go into the game and you're executing them. Um, you'll feel confident getting somebody off the bench. So I think you I think you start these players as they are, maybe get, give uh, Dani more confidence and uh, secure a goal against Pachuca, you know maybe give some of those midfielder or second string defenders more chances to show that, hey, this Pachuca, you guys can you guys can handle them um and and make them feel more confident or ha- have them kind of rectify some of their mistakes that they made against Chivas because while they did come out of that win, one of my biggest like, I guess nitpicky things, if you will was, Can they hold off against stronger teams, which you haven't really seen that much? Um, You know, they've already faced Rayadas, Tigres, you know, so they have had that had that difficulty. So you're going to have to make sure that these players um, are able to do that. And then you just give your your starting players more recovery time. So I think that that's the key focus. I think you you want to have as collectively as possible, which is something that America has struggled to do with consistency. Um, You kind of want to just build some consistency off of this really irregular season and then go into the Liga that much stronger.
1: definitely i i think we can all agree on that aj we know that pachuca is no pushover whatsoever and you talked to me about this uh just days before even playing chiba saying that this game was going to be a true testament of these ladies because we knew what pachuca were capable of and we know that america tends to struggle a little bit with them so how do you think uh, Cuellar is going to plant his team tactically to make sure you walk out and walk away with all three points? Because you can't really plant yourself the same way that you did against Chivas to go up and go play against Pachuca. It just, it wouldn't work.
0: Yeah, no, just looking at the result that Pachuca had last time against Atlas, in which they lost three, one, this is due to, you know, so, um, COVID related issues or injuries, but in this case, should be taking advantage of this, that Pachuca are coming into this match with a loss. But in this case, there are no pushover because our previous encounters with Pachuca, we currently have five wins against them, two draws and four losses, which equates to 63 win rate. It's decent, but it's not the greatest because back then throughout the seasons, Pachuca's a team that always gave America Family a hard time. We could be leading and then we end up losing at the end, or it's just a complete stalemate until someone makes an error and then scores a goal. So. By this case, Cuellar has played against this team multiple times. It's the same manager that they that they have throughout the entire time. She's been there pretty much with the team since day one in um Eva Espel. So she knows what Cuellar is gonna do, and Cuellar knows what, what um Ava Espel is gonna do. So I think in this case, I make a figure I have to run, walk into this game. With the mindset that we need to take advantage of Pachuca ferry from the get-go. If I'm not mistaken, they don't have their starting goalkeeper. Not mistaken, if it's due to COVID or to an injury, if I'm not mistaken. So with hearing that in mind, that's is gonna need to take advantage of. So to tell this team, playing a 4-4-2, which they did against Jesus, I think in this case, is get those get the early goals. and we need to feed the ball to Daniela Espinosa the entire time, then so be a it. giver. It every single opportunity we get. And Marlene Campa is going to be there as well, you find Marlene open, pass the ball to her. Because I feel like in this game, this is a game where the Fords are going to have to come up big. Dennis Spinoza, to my notch, has never scored against Pachuca in her time. It's always been either Lucero Cuevas, a Vaynerver team. So this is a time for Dania Binosa to come into this game with guns blazing and just get her, bag herself a goal. And I feel like if we can get the early goal, as we always mention, Ivan, in the podcast, the plugins are going to open for America Femi and they can just start scoring goals left or right. And I feel like with this lineup too, we're definitely capable of gaining more than one goal against this match against Pachu- uh, Pachuca. But that doesn't mean that there's no pushover. If at any point we have the same defense like we did against Jess Need, we're going to get punished for it.
1: Uh, yeah, I completely agree. Amy?
2: Especially when you think about Pachuca, is so, and you're going to talk about depth that Pachuca just has one of the best midfield compilations in the league. Um, they struggle, obviously, they're in eighth place, so America has that upper hand on them. But yeah, like AJ is saying, they're not a pushover. This is a team that, I mean, they haven't had the greatest trajectory since the league has continued to progress, but they were at one point finalists. They were the very first finalists against Chivas. So they have that legacy with them. They obviously have a really good structure, uh, so to speak. Um, I think though the COVID impact will still kind of mess with them because it, I don't think those players are going to be back in time um, to play this match. So. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I think it'll just be about, <laughs> um, like you're saying, gaining the early advantage, getting that dominance as soon as possible, so that you can kind of again sit back and kind of <laughs> defend your lead. Hello,
1: hello, uh, my friend. no i mean puts it very well right there that you know obviously with all this covid stuff going on this is a perfect game for these ladies to go out there and completely um you know take the game to walk away with a very good healthy comfortable lead and then we'll see what happens from there but uh i think we've pretty much touched upon all of that so before we wrap it all up here let me hear you guys' predictions for the game on friday so, AJ, I will throw it to you first. Prediction, my friend, are you going to be uh, as adventurous with your results today?
0: Hmm, kind of. I'm going with a 3-1 victory for America. Yes, the opposition gets a score of goal, so it's not completely adventurous, but still kind of is. Um, but, yeah, no, I got this victory for America. I'm feeling confident with the win they had against the U.S. I'm confident they could get this win against Pachuca with the 3-1 victory.
1: All right, well, let's take it over to Amy and Ollie. What is your guys' scoreline prediction for Friday's match?
2: He's messing with my mic now. I am going to go with a 2-0 victory again. I think we give Dani, maybe not a brace, but she gets another goal, and then just one more goal to be comfortable. Um, they might struggle a little bit with that midfield, but I think they'll still get those two goals at some point.
1: Definitely, definitely. All righty then, well, I am going to go with a solid uh, three 0 victory. AJ, how you like that? I'm being adventurous. For I like for that. You're, yeah. I like
0: that. I like you being adventurous. That's good. Take risks. See what can happen.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna need AJ as my life coach from now on. All righty <laughs> then. Well, that pretty much wraps it up all here. That game is gonna be live on uh, Friday. AJ, do we have a specific place where they can catch this game?
0: Um, I know in Mexico they give it on Fox Deports, which is usually where Pachuca play. Uh, where they we're have at their home. Game. Yes, we're at home. Oh, I know, but I'm saying like over there where they, um, air those games at, but I would like to consider considering it's at 1 p.m. Eastern time. I would like to say it would be on, um, do the NA USA. So there's that. And if I'm not mistaken as well, they are going to have the game on face on Facebook live too. And yes, I am correct. It will be on Facebook live. So if do the NA USA did not happen to air it on TV, you can catch the game right on Facebook.
1: All right. Well, everyone to the face, if you guys cannot watch that over here in the States. So that game is going to be live, like I mentioned, on Friday. That is going to be an early, early game here in uh, the West Coast, as it is going to be a uh, 10 a.m. kickoff time. I'm not even at lunch yet. What am I supposed to do to try to watch this game? Uh, but that is, again, 10 a.m., uh, 10 a.m., pacific standard time 12 p.m uh central and of course like aj just mentioned one eastern for all of our friends and that is going to be a home game cancha centenario is going to be closing out the regular season for america in the guardian 2020 season all right with that said i think we've covered everything amy one last word before we kind of wave goodbye my kid messed up my mic so i apologize um uh, but <laughs> always, a, always
2: a fun time to be on this pod uh, like I tell you guys, just the fact that you guys are including the Liga Max Feminine in your coverage. I know you guys do amazing stuff with the men's side, um, but they're doing a great work. And if you come here to absorb Liga Max Feminine content, you're part of the progress. So thank you guys as always.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. Thank, thank you, Amy, for all the work that you've been putting in. Um, I know that you have been quite in the works with being everywhere, putting Liga Menkees English and Liga Mekis Feminine English in a good name. So we want to thank you for all that work that you've been doing. If you guys haven't done so already, make sure you guys go check her out. Amy, where can they find you on Twitter?
2: Um, I'm at Azteca Melia with three A's at the end. It'll be fast to find me. Um, You'll see all these names somewhere ruining my my profile in some capacity uh yeah but just keep it and if you guys want to listen to a more a general based league i feminine we do have the our football podcast where we kind of go into every team um so get, go over there if you would like sometimes
1: definitely yes go check them out if you guys want to uh expand your horizons more when it comes to league makers feminine that is the perfect podcast to start off they cover uh, just the whole league in general and it's a great place to go and get more knowledge base i know that aj listens to it all the time um. <laughs> alright then, well with that said we're going to wave goodbye to every single one of you guys we'll catch you on Friday, Angie's going to be covering the match so make sure you guys follow us over on Twitter at eye Podcast and thank you again to our sponsors, Footcall for making this a possibility, if you guys haven't done so already make sure you check them out, use discount code EEP at checkout to get 10% off with that said, we're going to leave you guys we'll be back next week to talk all things America Feminine until then, please, please take care wear your masks and as always, Arriba America Night,
0: Ladies and gentlemen, this was another production of the Eagle Eye Podcast, the number one source for all things Club America in English. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Eagle Eye Podcast and get all the latest news and coverage and subscribe to our podcast wherever it is you may listen.